This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Sitting in for Christian Garrick again, it's Jeff Palermo on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, along with former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler here on WWLAMFMRadio.com. Thanks for joining us as we are getting you ready for tonight's contest between the Fighting Tigers and number one ranked Alabama. And one of the better matchups to watch tonight will be LSU cornerback Derek Stingley going up against Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, of course, a Louisiana product, graduated from Amede High School. It was a couple years ago when he caught the winning touchdown pass in that great overtime thrilling win over Georgia in the national championship game in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, so actually it was in Atlanta, wasn't it? It was in Atlanta. That's where the, the uh, championship game was that year. But uh, here to talk a little bit more about it is the former head coach at Amy or the current head coach at Amy, Zephaniah Powell, joining us on the show. Coach Powell, thanks a lot for uh, spending some time with us this afternoon. This is Jeff Palermo along with former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler. How are you doing today? Good afternoon, guys. Appreciate y'all having us on to you and your, your co-host. Thank, thank you for having us on this afternoon. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And, I mean, this Alabama team's got a lot of personalities, uh, but Devontae Smith has quietly become one of the best players in college football. And I know for people here in Louisiana, they don't like to see the fact that it's happening, him not wearing purple and gold, but you still got to be pretty excited for the kid, how this kid has developed. As I mentioned, came on the scene, had a great freshman season, capped it off by scoring the, the winning touchdown. Uh, on, a, on a beautiful pass that was thrown to him. And here he has now become uh, one of the top players in college football. I would imagine you're not surprised by the success that he's had at Alabama. No, I mean, this, this, this is something that this kid has been working for since his freshman year in high school. Uh, and, and you see, uh, you know, the things that you see him do on Saturday, you know, it actually starts with him with the five Ps, you know, proper preparation prevents poor performance. You know, and that's something that we, you know, try, try to do not only with him, but, you know, with all of our kids in our program. And it just carried on with him to the next level. But, uh, you know, he, he's blessed with the uncanny, uh, uncanny ability to just go out and just be a competitor, you know, pretty much in everything that he does. So, yeah, we're, we're extremely, extremely proud of Tay-Tay and what he's doing. Now, Coach, was he always this fast and this really elusive and electrifying and intense and all that stuff when he was in high school as well? Did you notice he was that kid, or did you see that he kind of got better once he got into college? Well, no, he, he he was always a fast kid. You know, he was well. You know what? Let me let me back up, man. That was a great question you just asked because you know one of the things 
uh, one of the people that a lot of people compare him to is Marvin Harrison. You know, and it's, and that's a great mm-hmm. comparison, but you know, in actuality, he he's he's more of a, a clone of Jerry Rice. You know, on, on the clock. You know, Jerry Rice wasn't that fast. It's the same thing with Tay-Tay on the clock. He wasn't that fast, but there's a difference between clock speed and football speed. You know, mm-hmm. once, once he gets the football in his hands, I mean, you're not catching him, you know, especially like, out, you know, out in the open field. So, you know, he's he's always been fast. You know, he was a track kid. You know, he pretty much did every every sprint, you know, was a state champion triple jumper, state champion high jumper, you know. So, you know, being explosive and long stride speed, you know, he, he's always had that. But, you know, also, too, once you get to the next level, you know, in, in the college program, you know, with your training table and, you know, constant, you know, lifting and, you know, with all the nuance exercises and equipment that they have, you know, it only enhanced it for him. So, yeah, he's he's always been a fast kid, but, you know, four years in that system up there in a, in a, in a college weight program, you know, he, he's gotten better. Talking with Zephaniah Powell, the head football coach at uh, A-Meet. He had the opportunity, Coach Powell, to, to enter the NFL draft after his junior season. What did you think right. of his decision to come back and how he's made himself a better player now? And at this time last, or I shouldn't say at this time last year, but when Jamar Chase made the decision uh, in September not to play this season, a lot of people said, well, he's he's a top five pick. He might be the number one wide yeah. receiver. But the way Devontae yeah. has played this year, he might get the nod over Jamar, depending on how the draft falls and, and whatever team falls right. in love with him. Uh, right. he, I mean, he, right. he's developed, he's made himself the top wide receiver in the country now. Right. Right. Well, you know, not, not only Devontae's decision or Jamar Chase decision or, or whoever, you know, these, these, these are these young men's bodies, you know, they're, they're the ones that's out there, you know, putting themselves in, you know, in harm's way, you know, they're, they're the ones that's, that's putting in all the hours with film and uh, studying and, and sweat, you know, in the weight room and, uh, you know, and, and, and playing in front of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, uh, Saturday in, Saturday out. So, you know, whatever decision that, you know, Devontae was going to make, you know, we, we were going to support it. You know, like you say, you know, he had opportunity to uh, come out last year, uh, but, you know, he decided, hey, he, he, he enjoyed uh, Tuscaloosa, wanted to come back one more year. Uh, you know, he had some unfinished business that, that he wanted to do. Uh, and then more more importantly than that, you know, he actually got his degree. Uh, so, you know that's that that's one thing that we're extremely proud of. You know, once once he uh, was get, you know getting ready to walk across the stage, you know he started sending me a bunch of his graduation pictures. So you know that right there, I'll I'll, I'll have those pictures up more in my office. You know than than any type of six jersey or him catching this or catching that or whatever because you know he's pretty much set himself up for life. Whether he has a a, a, a you know God forbid some type of injury or whatever, you know because that 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 degree is power. Well, Coach, let me ask you something without going into too, too much detail, I guess. Um, okay. Something from a fan aspect of it. What makes a kid, okay. in, in you know, in deep in the heart of Louisiana who is wearing purple and gold in high school decide mm-hmm. to leave Louisiana, not choose LSU, but go to Alabama? What do you think was the biggest reason for Devontae making that choice? Well, 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 for me, you know, this, you know, this, this, this you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm just coming off the cuff, and I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've had to answer this question a bunch. I, I think, I think it really came down to uh, offensive systems. Uh, you know, at, at the time, I want to say LSU was getting ready to hire, or had hired, you know, Matt Canada. Matt Canada, um, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, and it's no, you know, no knock to, to Coach Canada now because I think he's a quarterback coach at uh, at Pittsburgh Steelers or, or yeah, he NFL. He's at Steelers. Yeah, he, yeah, he's I, a pretty I, good coach, to be honest with. 
Right, 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 right. You know, but uh, but I, I'm, I'm thinking in 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 Devontae's mindset, you know, he was pretty much kind of looking at you know what 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 he was bringing to the table as opposed to you know Alabama just hiring uh, Dayball from from the New England Patriots. So and it was a sense of okay, a Tom Brady offense kind of wide open, you know, three three four wide, you know, kids, you know, just kind of throwing the football all the way around too. Uh, a Tua signs, uh, you know, he comes in with Judy, comes in with Rugs, you know, Leatherwood, uh, the, the running back, the Harris kid. So, you know, that, that class was kind of, you know, it, it was kind of loaded. It was kind of loaded. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Tay just kind of look at, you know, offensive system because the stuff that they're doing in Alabama, you know, his freshman and sophomore year was a lot of the stuff, you know, that we were doing in high school. So, you know, personally, you know, that's, that's, that's kind that's of what I think. Uh, but but once again, I mean, it's something it's something you you really have to sit down and, and really talk to Tay Tay about because you know my whole mindset was son, wherever you decide to go at, you know that's we, we're gonna support you, we are gonna love you. Um, so you know you you, you you know you just gotta you just gotta make make the best of it. Great answer, Coach. Love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Couple more here for you, Coach Power. Talking with Zephaniah sure. Powell, the head football coach at Ameet. Uh, what do you think of this matchup tonight uh, with Devontae Smith and Derek Stingley? It's Derek. it's worth watching yeah. the game for. It, we all know right. that uh, Alabama's the heavy favorite here, but this is kind of what you want to see because Stingley right. has not been challenged that much, and I'm sure Devontae yeah. is looking forward to going up against arguably the best cornerback in the country. Oh, oh, no doubt. Uh, I, I think when the Stingley kid stepped on LSU campus last year, straight out of high school, he was probably the best corner in America then at just 18 years old. Um, and then, you know, the, the the matchup that they had last year, you know, yeah. and you, you, you I, I, and I think you guys like kind of kind of hit 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 on this point earlier. You know, with with LSU's uh, kind of kind of season struggles a little bit is experience. You know, uh, Devontae yeah. had been playing for like three years. You know, this yeah. this kid is 18. You know, he's he's just stepping on campus. So, I mean, you know, and he's you know, don't get me wrong, the kid can play. Derek, Derek is phenomenal. If if he doesn't play another down, you know, in college again, he'll probably be the first defender taken off the board. You know, whenever he decides to, you know, we're going to the draft. But but yet but yet and still though, you stepping on the field with a kid that's been in a offensive system for three years. You know, that's been you know mm-hmm. been in college football games for like, you know, for the last three years. So, uh, you, and you asking an 18 year old kid, you know, to go out there and cover him and he, you know, and he did well at times, but you know, once again, you know, Tay Tay is savvy, you know, and when you look at him, you know, you know, he's skinny, you know, he, he does, you know, it doesn't look like he can run fast, but you know, when the ball is snapping, you know, he's gone, you know? So, I mean, I think, I think last year, you know, the experience factor was something that helped Devontae, but now, you know, you now you're looking at a four-year starter. You know, going against a two-year starter now. So I I, I think the battle is going to be way more intense. Uh, I know Derek is 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 he's prepared for this, and I know Tate is prepared. You know, prepared for this too. But in, in their mindsets, it's about the team too, though. You no, know, because because both 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 of those kids are all team guys. You know, and they want you know they want the best for their teams and the, and the best for their coaching staff and the best for their fans. And coach, we'll leave it out on this. Uh, Amy yeah, got a big win last night on the road. You had to go up to Red River. Yeah. I don't know if you've been to. Yeah. Uh, was that your first uh, experience in Red River Parish, coach? Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It, it was a nice little ride. And you know, uh, the 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 only thing that I, I I knew about Red River was basketball. You know, I, I know they yeah. had a, a very good, very good basketball program, and they and they had some athletes. You know, they had some kids. Uh, you know, that could run and and get after it. But you know, you know, we went up and. You know, we we were very fortunate, you know, to get a win last you know last night. We got a a, a very good group of juniors, 
uh, some some highly recruited juniors, you know, that's right now that's, that stepped up a whole lot last night to help us get the W. So, you know, we were fortunate enough to get that win, and we're getting ready for next week against Manny. Yeah, Manny, the top seed in Class 2A yeah. should be a terrific game on your home field. Yeah. So no long trip up yeah. to uh, Northwest or yeah. Northwest Louisiana next week. Thanks a lot for yes, your sir. time today, Coach Powell. Yes, we appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. Having us on. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach. All right, y'all have a good one. Yes. All right, that is uh, Zephaniah Powell, the head football coach at Amy, talking about Devontae Smith. And you're right, Herb. The guy's so fast. I mean, he caught a he caught a pass um, last week against Auburn, and it's just amazing how fast the guy is. I can't well, believe it. Well, you know, it. Coach said it, man. He, he says that, you know, uh, he should really be compared to, like, a Jerry Rice is what he was saying. And I see the way that he picks his feet up off the ground, how high his knees get up when he's running. It's so smooth, uh, smooth, fluid, and he was also saying that you know when he you put the clock on he might run a let's call it a four five two or something. Yeah. But when you put the ball in his hand, he's running a four three all day long, <laughs> you know, and you can see it the separation, um, the the confidence, and then the way list the smoothness and the fluidness of the way he runs is just it's just phenomenal. And you know, co- coach was kind of alluding to that last year with Derek, and that's what got Derek in trouble was the way that Devontae could just run, just literally just take off, and he has great technique. And he ran and ran right past him, and he caught, I think it was two touchdown passes or something like that, um, that really hurt Derek in that particular game. But overall, Derek played very well. Um, At the end of the day, LSU won that game. So, But, no, the kid is phenomenal. I love watching him play, and I'm so proud to say that he's from Louisiana. Yeah, and uh, he'll be a, a top five, top ten pick in the NFL draft, just along with uh, Jamar Chase, two wide receivers well, it, it, from look, Louisiana. Look how crazy this is. Think about yeah. it. Jamar it, Chase, Terrence Marshall, and Devontae Smith yeah. all are coming out. And then if just, you know, then you had just – I mean, Louisiana puts out some wide receivers, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, they do. They certainly do. And, and they got some yep. good ones still coming up. Uh, obviously, we yep. Trey Palmer's been banged up. Uh, Coy Moore's been banged up. Uh, Kayshawn Booty's starting to get a little bit more in the flow of things offensively. I mean, these are all Louisiana kids performing. We'll take another break here. When we come back, we have yet to talk about LSU's defense and improved performance last week against Texas A&M and what we can expect tonight going up against this star-studded Alabama offense. You're listening to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. If you want to get involved, you can go to join us on the whodatlending.com talk and text line at 504-260-1870. I'm Jeff Palermo along with former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler. Stay tuned on WWLAMFMRadio.com. Sitting in for Christian Garrick, Jeff Palermo along with one of LSU's winningest quarterbacks, Herb Tyler. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. If you want to get involved, join us on the whodatlending.com talk and text line 504-260-1870. Herb, last week going into the game against Texas A&M, I think both of us anticipated a high-scoring affair, thinking that uh, LSU's yeah. offense would perform well and that yeah. the Tigers' defense would struggle well, it was the complete opposite. LSU's offense really struggled in the game, and the Tigers' defense held their own. They only gave up 13 points. Remember, one of the touchdowns that Texas A&M sc- scored last week was a pick six, pick and six. one of the touchdown and the other touchdown that A&M had was really Isaiah Spiller got loose. The only came, game or the only play that he really got loose in, and he scored like a 50-yard touchdown run, and then. Uh, we alluded to it earlier today. Texas A&M beats Auburn 31-20 to and against a good Auburn team led by a good defensive coordinator in Kevin yep. Steele. Texas A&M 
put up 509 yards of offense on the road today against yeah. Auburn. So I don't know if if it was a one-game mirage. I'll, I'll say this. Kellen Mond did not have a good game, I thought, against LSU. He, he didn't. missed some guys. They're, they could have easily had um, a, a better day, at least through the air. But I think you got to give LSU's defense some credit. They played well last week, and hopefully it's a sign of things to come. As bad as that game looked, uh, look, the, the the total yards for each team was 267. They both had 267. <laughs> LSU had 231 yards passing, Texas A&M 105. But rushing yards, Texas A&M had 162, which told the story. Now, half of that, uh, or more than half of that, came off of two nice big runs um, by their, their running back, which was pretty good. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you look at the time of possession, Texas A&M had the ball 33 minutes, LSU had it for 26 minutes, um, and that's about exactly what the score said, right? Yeah, it, right. It, 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 with that, if you look at that. So the thing about it, though, Texas A&M, LSU got, got, all, got Texas A&M off the field on third downs two out of 16 times, which was great, and then they were 0 for 1 on four downs. So LSU defense made a tremendous jump last week. And I think help, what helped them was the fact that Texas A&M did not play well at all, it, it's, especially Kellen Mond. Yeah. Um, now, with that being said, I don't want to take anything from, away from LSU's defense because I do believe that they were in position 98% of the time to make the right plays, and I think, I think they did that. And I, I was really impressed with the way that they did that. And um, I just uh, – I, I just – I hope that they can transfer that from last week to this week. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to prevent Alabama or, or only allow Alabama 13 points. <laughs> I don't, right, I don't, right. I can't see that. But if they can hold them to 28 points or 35 points or something like that, and if we can do anything on offense, just literally anything, then then we at least have a chance of putting some points up. Um, but no, you, you got to give it up to. To Coach Bo Pelini last week, he came up with a really good, decent game plan. Um, now, we didn't slow down the rush as much as we needed to. Had we done that, we would have put ourselves in a little bit better position. Now, as that game was going on, and you tell me if you saw this too, Jeff, as that game was going on, I, I was just waiting on one big play from LSU, or yeah, maybe a exactly. second big play. Something was, I was like, when is something going to happen offensively for us to say, okay, now we're in this game. You know, when the score was 13 to 0 or whatever, you know, I was waiting on something that just never happened. Were you thinking the same thing? I was thinking the exact same thing. And and even if it wasn't on offense, Herb, if it was a punt return, um, if it was an interception, a fumble, and they get the ball in short field, I think that's all that needed to happen for LSU to uh, feel good about themselves. But as the game waned on, especially offensively, they didn't have much confidence at all against Texas A&M. But, but you're, you're right. To, I mean, through that entire game, all it just took was to, all LSU needed was a spark, but they just never got it. One, two plays in that game could have went completely different. And and you're right. And then we wouldn't be talking about Texas A&M beating Auburn 20, uh, 31 to 24, whatever the score is. We wouldn't even be talking about that as anything of any relevance because then Texas A&M would be out of the conversation right, of going into, right. you know, that the the, the four uh, four player fourteen playoff. But I, I just I don't know, man. I just was I was looking for somebody to step up and and it's and correct me if I'm wrong. 
the only person that was really stepping up, technically, if you want to call it that, was Terrence Marshall. And he had nobody else. Nobody else. None of the quarterbacks would really kind of take control um, throughout the course of the, the meat and potatoes of the game. But, um, you know, there was no running back, no, nobody else, none of the, the, the you know, the, the linebackers, nothing like that. It just was really weird game. But I will say I was impressed with Max Johnson on that final drive when he scored a touchdown. I thought that he had a great drive. Um, I thought that he saw the field very well. He was comfortable, and I thought he was kind of getting a little rhythm, and I thought he did pretty well. But to go back to the defense, if we can just transfer from last week to this week and just play solid defense, and it's what I'm looking forward to, I'd be really impressed and really happy. With. They could play better tonight, her, but the results will not be as good as last week. I agree. I don't disagree. I just I, I'm afraid, you know, what David said earlier about, you know, 45 to 10 win is 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 just as good as a 59 to 10 win. But I yeah. just think that I think the guys at Alabama are going to want to put 70 on the board. Yeah. To be honest with you, I just don't see it if they can. But at the end of the day, I think that I think that we have the guys that can stop them. I mean, we've played enough. We've been down enough. We've been beat up enough. We've been all of these different things. It's time to, you know, you know, strap up the boots and let's go, man. Let's let's make it happen and let's take a little pride to this game and let's not let Alabama, uh, you know, come into Tiger Stadium and Death Valley and and treat it like it's their home. No, this is our home. Let's 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 put our foot in the ground and let's go get them. You know. 2010, the last time LSU beat Alabama inside Tiger Stadium. Monumental task tonight for the Bayou Bengals. We're going to take another break on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate Show. We're going to have another guest when we come back. Glenn Gilbo, he'll join us. He covers LSU for the USA Today Network. We'll get his thoughts on the Tigers and where they're at at this point uh, as they go through a very difficult stretch of their schedule. Last week it was Texas A&M, the fifth-ranked team in the country. Tonight, number one ranked Alabama. And then next week, they'll take on Florida, another team uh, in the top six. Florida, by the way, trailing Tennessee 7-3 to yeah. three on the road. We'll keep you updated on that game as they are in the second quarter in Knoxville. So don't go away. More of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Jeff Palermo of Herb Tyler here on WWL AM FM radio.com. Jeff Palermo sitting in for Christian Garrick with former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler as we're counting you down to the purple and gold football tonight at Tiger Stadium at 7 o'clock on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgate and show. Joining us now on the whothatlending.com talk and text line, it is Glenn Gilbo who covers the LSU Tigers for the USA Today Network. Glenn, thanks for spending some time with us this afternoon before heading over to Tiger Stadium. It's been a while since we've covered a home game at Tiger Stadium. we got to go all the way back to October 24th, Glenn. It's been a strange season, but very bizarre to have six weeks in between home games uh, in any year. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's really amazing. Uh, of course, you're supposed to have Alabama on November 14th, but that was that was postponed, and then, and then two road games since then. But uh, that is a long time. We were talking in the last segment about LSU's approved play on defense last week, Glenn. Do you think that was a that was just LSU happened to have a good game and Kellen Mond was off that night and the rain was falling a little bit and it, it, it but and LSU's defense actually just kind of came up and, and played well, or is that a sign of maybe things to come that that they've kind of figured some things out on the defensive side? 
of the football and they'll play better, even though they're going up. Their final three games are going to be against very good offensive teams in Alabama, Florida, and Ole Miss. No, I, I think LSU legitimately played well last week against a very good offense. I mean, Texas A&M did much better against Auburn today than they did against LSU. LSU's pass rush really got to Kellen, Kellen Mond, and, and they just they stuffed them for most of the game, only 13 points for the Aggies because, you know, the other touchdown was a pick six. But um, and, and LSU's defense played well against Arkansas the, the previous week. So I, I think you have to give Bo Pelini credit uh, for, for turning things around somewhat. Um, and, you know, they may still be better tonight, but you just won't know it because of the type of offense they're, they're playing in, in Alabama. But I, I do think LSU is going to hold Alabama to fewer points tonight than they would have on November 14th because they just weren't as good then on defense. Picking back off of that, Glenn, what can LSU do defensively to pull off the miracle that is of beating this Alabama team this year with the LSU team that we have this year? Well, I don't, I don't think that could happen. I mean, I think there's a better chance of Trump being in the White House in February <laughs> than, than that happening. Um, you know, they uh, they just don't have uh, the firepower on either side of the ball to play with Alabama this year. And I wrote about that today. This is the first time I can remember since yeah. 1992 going into this game not thinking LSU has a has a chance. Because in, in the past, it, uh, yeah, because in the past, even when, L, when LSU was bad in the 90s when they had five straight six straight losing seasons. They still played Alabama well, and you felt like they had a chance. I, I The only chance I think LSU has tonight is I think the defense will keep them in the game for a little while, in, into the second quarter maybe, uh, and then if the offense can do something. But, you know, the way the offensive line has been playing lately, uh, that's the main reason I think that they uh, are going to yeah. really struggle. Glenn, were you surprised, and granted, we can't go to practice, so we don't know, and we're not inside the meeting rooms, but were you surprised that Coach L decided to go, at least what he's announced, uh, T.J. Finley is the starting quarterback? You would, There was this belief that, obviously, T.J. struggled last week, and that at least with Max Johnson, that if, if the pocket breaks down and the protection is lacking, Max can at least run a little bit and get away from it and might be able to extend plays that way. So are you surprised that uh, TJ gets the nod once again here tonight? No, I'm not because of the way Coach O talked about TJ after the game Saturday when he was asked about the two picks. You know, he said TJ was running for his life all night, and uh, and and that's true. And and Max did well, but that was the last drive of the game. You know, uh, yeah. you see that happening in a lot of games. I don't think that was very significant, uh, but he—I mean—he played well, and he he can run, and he is going to play, you know. And they put him in, you know, they put him in twice at A and M to to run the ball, really. Um, so I, I think you'll see him. But TJ has played too well uh, to lose that job. I mean, he's he's shown some flashes. He's got a great arm. He can run a little bit, uh, but uh, no, it, it didn't surprise me. But you'll see both of them for sure. Now, with that being said, I know this is tough to try to say, think about, come up with, or even have a comment about, but what can LSU do successfully on offense 
to at least try to, you know, keep up with this high-powered Alabama offense? Well, I think they they got to establish a running game. That was their big problem uh, at A&M and at Auburn. They they just couldn't run the ball. And this, this offensive line has some guys who played quite a bit last season. You know, so they, they need to do better. And, and as Coach O said, they need to come up with a better game plan to run the ball. And if they can come up with uh, changes in the game plan as the game goes on, that's the secret to coaching to yep. me. Uh, if they can make yep. some adjustments, maybe yes, they can – they could run the ball, and, and that'll help the defense, and that'll slow Alabama down and run the clock if they can run the ball some. they got good backs. They've run well before, so that would be the secret there. And then that helps Finley and helps everything else. Glenn, have you been surprised? It has been one of the bigger surprises this season just how poorly the offensive line is played because they look great against South Carolina, but these other games, I, I don't know where they've exactly been. Yeah, and they looked good against Missouri, even though yeah. Missouri's line was ravaged by COVID. But and they looked good against Mississippi State. Um, but um, yeah, that's been a surprise because Deculus is a returning starter. Ed Ingram started three games last year and played quite a bit, and he started in 2017. Uh, Liam Shanahan is is from Harvard, but he did play for, start for three years. The other guys have been in the program and and been being developed. You know, so, yeah, that to me, that's the biggest surprise of the season. Coach Joe even said before the season that they're three deep in the offensive line for the first time since he's mm-hmm. been there. So, that some of those guys haven't developed. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think they only got like seven guys they can play with because there's, there's certainly other guys that are on the roster, but we don't see it all. Right, right. And, and uh, the um, – Oh, the, the the player, the the big uh, signee from Baton from U. Cardell Thomas. Uh, Cardell Thomas. Is that who you're talking about, Glenn? Did we lose? We lose Glenn. I think we might have lost Glenn. We might have lost him. <laughs> but I, I think he was trying to get at Cardell hey. Thomas, and I was. Oh, are you there, Glenn? Back. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, hey, hey, Glenn. Okay. W- were you talking about Cardell Thomas? Yes, sir. I think Cardell Thomas has, has not developed as of yet. And can, looking at his recruitment, you know, that that's looking like a bust right now, but he's still pretty young and has yeah. a chance. But, that, you know, and there's some other players that just aren't playing there that you thought might. We'll wrap it up with this one, Glenn. And we, we've heard this said several times by Coach O that he, he knows how to fix the issues that have plagued this team this year. What do you see him doing in the offseason to try to get this thing back going in the right direction again? I think he uh, is going to make some staff changes. Uh, I think maybe quite a few. And, uh, you know, I, I think – he needs to really look hard at the uh, offense and see what, what went wrong. And, you know, other than that, I mean, there's a lot of talent in the program. I mean, you got back-to-back top five classes and another top five class coming. Uh, but there's so many issues. Um, you know, there, there's a culture issue on the team, I think. So he's got a lot of work to do there. And, uh, 
you know, he definitely needs a spring football season, that's for sure. <laughs> he yeah. does. He does. I think they they missed it more than they ever would have thought of. Uh, Glenn, uh, thanks a lot for your time, man. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. All right, that is uh, Glenn Gilbo, who covers the LSU Tigers for the USA Today Network. Some good thoughts from him. We're going to take another break on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. Getting you ready for tonight's matchup between the Tigers and the Alabama Crimson Tide over in Knoxville, Florida, leading Tennessee 10-7. to We'll get into some more topics here as we continue to move on as LSU looking for a huge upset here tonight. We'll talk more about it when we come back. On WWLAMFMRadio.com. Glad you could join us here on WWL for the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. Jeff Palermo in for Christian Garrick with one of LSU's winningest quarterbacks, Herb Tyler. Alabama's won 96 straight games against unranked opponents. A win tonight for the Crimson Tide, and they clinch a spot in the Southeastern Conference Championship game, which will be played on December 19th. If Florida takes care of Tennessee today, they will clinch a spot in the SEC championship game. But right now, Tennessee giving Florida a game. Gators leading the Vols 10-7 to late in the second quarter. I'll ask you the same question that I asked uh, Glenn in the last segment. We had Glenn Gilbo on, who covers LSU for the USA Today Network. Herb, are you surprised T.J. Finley is the announced starter for tonight's game? Um, you know, uh, Coach O has been really high on T.J. all year long, so doesn't really surprise me. Um I just I'd like to know what what happened throughout the week. Yeah, that that that's building his confidence up. You know what I'm saying? Because um, apparently he's pretty good at practice. Let's say it like that because he's right. always been named the starter. So what 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 is he what is he going to do differently in this game in in game situations that's going to make him better than last week and the week before and the week before and the week before? I, I just and I don't know what that is because I'm not at practice. I'm like you. I'm not at practice. I don't know, but. Um, but it's pretty obvious that he's practicing pretty well, and then that Coach O and the offensive staff, they really like him going into this particular game as a starter, as they did in all of the rest of the games. So I'm not surprised, but I, I, I you know, I just, I just would like to know what is, what is that decision based on? I think regardless of what happens here, Herb, in the final three games of the season, I don't think you can make any sweeping judgments about her about T.J. Finley or. Max Johnson. These guys are true freshmen. They're not supposed to be playing this season. And you can make the argument about, you know, why are they playing? How come LSU doesn't have any other quarterbacks? Um, you know, th- those things happen. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to put that all entirely on Coach O. They, they had another guy. There was a veteran guy there. He's not on the football team anymore. And we can go into that. Uh, but uh, then it gets a little, uh, a little yeah. sensitive because you're talking about a kid that was basically kicked off the football team for doing right. something he shouldn't have done. So, right. or allegedly did something that he shouldn't have done. So these, these are the guys that you have, but there are very tr- few true freshmen at Excel well, at, at the it, QB it, position. It's, it's hard for me to, to, uh, to, 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 to try to be, I guess, um, sensitive to it. Cause I had to do it. Yes. I was a 18 year old freshman that came in in week seven and had to do it no matter what. And, did pretty well. Now the difference when I did it, and we could talk about this after the break if you want a little bit further. Sure, but yeah. the difference was that I had a lot of leadership, you know, senior leadership and junior leadership on the team, offensively and defensively, uh, that that I could rely on. And then they were really, really, like really great supportive guys of me playing. So that was one of the differences. And then I think the other differences was 
Um, I, I think that the, the maturity level, if you will, but we can go into that a little bit yeah, further. Yeah, why don't we do that when we come back from the break? Uh, Herb Tyler, who started as a freshman several games, uh, kind of knows what T.J. Finley and Max Johnson are going through this season. We'll talk more about that after the top of the hour break. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgating show on WWLAMFMRadio.com. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.